Hi everybody and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast. Conversations with creatives, entrepreneurs, thinkers and dreamers who also happen to be surfers. My name's Imi, Imi Barno, and I am your host. Today I got to sit down for a chat with Faye Brennan. Faye is a talented writer and as an official day job she is a director at one of the biggest female magazines on the planet. It's the kind of high-profile job a lot of women would die for, with loads of perks and famous and interesting people to meet. In fact, Faye has interviewed celebrities such as Chris Pratt, Lenny Kravitz and Ryan Reynolds. So I was truly humbled when she reached out to me a few months ago to interview me for her side hustle, Appraisurf. If you've been following my Instagram stories, you may have noticed I got featured in Faye's Instagram blog, Appraisurf. Faye has a really interesting and very strong connection to the ocean that she explains in this conversation. We discover what ignited the spark to start Appraisurf and what Faye is intending to do with this innovative project. I also ask her if working in such a huge magazine is just like the film The Devil Wears Prada and how she felt when she landed that job. In fact, we also talk about how she sees the future of print magazines and Faye has some really good advice for anybody who's trying to create or develop a print magazine. I know that a lot of of them are popping up all over the place, especially in surfing, and I know how hard it is to find companies to back your projects. Of course, we talk about Faye's project, Appraisurf, which is a platform celebrating female wave chasers, beach style, after-sun fun and a deep love for the ocean. I really love Faye's energy and authenticity in this exchange, and I hope you do too. So please welcome Faye Brennan. Hello Faye, and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast. How are you today? I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. And um, I guess before we start, do you think you could introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes. My name is Faye. I am the founder of Opera Surf, which is an Instagram-based blog that celebrates female surfers, wave chasers, female entrepreneurs, and also has a really fun time talking about ocean conservation as well as beach bars and restaurants around the world because I think we've all frequented them and know them and love them. So I like to share that with our followers. That's lovely. So um, maybe if we sort of went back, um, sort of rewinded a bit in, in, in terms of your life, um, what or who introduced you to surfing in the first place? So I work in the magazine industry. I've been working in magazines for the past 10 years Um, basically I, that was my career path straight out of college. I always knew I wanted to be a writer, um, and have been working basically in mainstream magazines ever since. And then in 2016, I, um, came across a surfing magazine out in Montauk and it was a new startup. I had just come across it. They were just getting their feet off the ground and I was obsessed with it. I just loved, well, not only my love for magazines, but also I've been growing up going to Block Island off of the coast of Rhode Island every summer with my family since I was born. Um, there's just something about that place. It is so magical. There is a heavy surf and ocean loving scene there and people are just so laid back and it was just that like beachy coastal lifestyle that I totally 
fell in love with and I feel like has been ingrained in me since a really young girl. So that has always been flowing through my veins. And then as an adult, I found this surf magazine, basically joined the staff as a freelance editor um, and got a really great first education into the surf world. So from professional surfers to, you know, the average person who's just starting out, we featured every walk of life in that magazine. Um, but I felt like the magazine itself was so much of a boys club <laughs> and it was intimidating and like, just like the sport itself. Um, it was, I was one of the only girls at the table and working on it. And I was very much a novice in terms of knowing about surf culture and everything like that, but I wanted to learn, but I was kind of intimidating to be like the only girl in the scene. So after I worked at that magazine, I made it a point to learn as much as I could on my own. I started taking surf lessons. Um, I'm so very much so a beginner. I'm still in the <laughs> process. Um, I have a, a lot of big plans this summer to take more lessons. I would love to go on a retreat. Um, but I just love what the whole culture, especially women's surfing, has accomplished in such a short amount of time since I've started following it. Um, and I'm so excited for what the future of the sport is. And it's, to me, it just embodies so much of the things that I care about. Like I'm a huge proponent of protecting the ocean and like nature and everything that we hold near and dear and the things that I've grown up absolutely loving. Like I can't imagine a world where those beaches on Block Island don't exist. Mm. And that is something that we're definitely facing. I mean, Earth Day was yesterday. It's it's a huge topic and rightfully so. And I just feel like it was last year when I started off race surf, it was just a culmination of all of these things that I'm interested in. I'm interested in, in telling women's stories. Um, that's my day job at the magazine that I work for full time. Um, I love writing. And then I had these side passions. It was all about protecting these natural resources that I know and love. And then also educating and learning more about the whole female surf scene because I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, there are so many different styles and so many different personalities out there and and so amazing, empowering um, and inspiring women out there. It's just amazing. Do you have some yeah. favorites? I mean, Stephanie Gilmore, you can't, like she is just incredible. The um, the things that that woman has accomplished, I just, every single time I watch her surf or compete, it's just, you watch her in awe, like, and she's, she's so amazingly humble about it, which is so cool, but, um, also owns it. Like she's a total badass. And I just, I always love watching her surf. Um, same with Courtney Conlog, like she makes everything look so incredibly easy and you're like, wow, but it's nothing you're doing is easy. Um, and she's just such a sweetheart. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person. She's just so, so insanely sweet. Um, and then it's, I've met so many amazing women, including you and, you know, all the girls that I've interviewed for Opry Surf. It's just every single person I meet is just so genuinely real and down to earth. And I think there's this tie that binds us because we're all whether it's a pro surfer or, you know, someone like me, we're all kind of in the same boat where we have the same goals and it 
we treat each other as such, which I think is so amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so did your parents surf or did you, did you have any members of the family that, that would surf and introduce you to the to, to Oh, the so surfing is totally new. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, we go stand up paddle boarding. That's something that my parents do, my sister and her husband do, that I do. Um, and kayaking, canoeing, like water sports have always been somewhat a, a part of our lives and just being out in the ocean and swimming. But yeah, surfing is kind of brand new and <laughs> I've got some funny looks like really like, like that, are you sure you want to do that <laughs> but I'm going for it I'm oh, convinced you can do it. <laughs> brilliant brilliant and so um so you also have a really really amazing talent for writing and I, w- I was just wondering uh did that sort of was that bred in the family or is did that sort of come have you always been passionate about literature and reading and writing and things like that yeah I think I think as a little kid, I just loved to read. I loved to escape into books. Um, it was one of my favorite things to do. And then getting into writing, same thing. Just It was such a therapeutic thing for me growing up. I kept diaries and journals every day. Um, it's something that I would love to get back into as an adult. And this Opera Surf has definitely been that kind of escape where it's, I'm writing about the things that I want to write about, um, whereas necessarily at my day job, at a magazine, I can't always do that. Um, and it's just such, it's always been just such a creative outlet for me where I feel like I'm the type of person I communicate so much better if you let me write it down than <laughs> if I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> so, so did you did you study literature at university? I did. So I went to Emerson College in Boston and that's where I studied writing literature and publishing. And then I had a psych, uh, psych minor. Right. So, okay. So, yeah. so um, maybe we could just talk briefly about your day job um, in one of the leading magazines, uh, female magazines. Um, I was just wondering if it was like the stereotype of uh, the devil dresses in Prada. Is that the name of the film? The devil uh, Prada. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. There's definitely aspects of the job that are like devil wears Prada, where there's glamorous photo shoots and red carpet events and you're meeting celebrities and going on fun press trips and getting the best of the best products sent to you every single day. Like that part of it is definitely real and it's so much fun and it is glamorous. Um, and then there's other parts that are, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, magazines are definitely in a tough spot in ter- especially print magazines in terms of, you know, longevity and staying relevant in a culture that is, on Instagram all the time and it's getting its news through podcasts and apps and everything else. So it's, it's tough, but at the same time, we're like still trying to, we're still surviving, which is great. The magazine I'm at is, you know, it's legendary. Every single woman read it growing up. Hopefully it's still reading it. Um, (laughs) so we're trying to come up with really great ways to not only survive in a tough media landscape but thrive yeah yeah and so so what did it feel like um when you landed the job was this a kind of childhood dream yeah it was a dream job for sure (laughs) never never thought in a million years I would a get it and b have the title that I do um some days I totally wake up and just like wow I can't I can't believe it like this this Mount Everest that I thought I would never climb. I climbed it, like, check marked. So that's an incredible feeling, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so what does, what does your job involve? 
Um, so my job involves, I am a director there. So my job involves helping to plan both the print and digital content. So print magazine every month, I am coming up with the story ideas. I have a team of amazing writers and editors who I work with, who I will help lead them and bring every single story to life. Um, and we do that both in book and then also on the website. So it's like daily posts as opposed to stories you're working on for months at a time. So yeah. it's kind of, it's crazy. And then social media too. It's just the whole, the whole shebang. Wow. <laughs> and and so, so what do you love about your job right now? What I love about it is the, I think the fact that I get to, even if one woman reads a story and it changes her life in some way, that to me is the payoff. Yeah. Like I, that is why I got into this business, um, to write amazing stories, but to also help people. Cause I think sharing other people's stories and then also being able to interview the top experts in the country, in the world, like that is such a huge responsibility, but also just a great opportunity to make sure that you're giving the right advice and that it's reaching as many people as possible. And then it's at the end of the day, it's inspiring positive change in somebody's personal life. Like that to me is, that's the whole reason I do what I do. It's the whole reason it bleeds into operate surf and why I started that. Like, I just think that women, especially now, it is so amazing that we're all sharing our stories and each other's stories. And we're, being so supportive about it because now is the time where we're really taking what we're learning from each other and enacting change in mm -hmm. amazing ways. And the, the idea that I'm doing that for two separate worlds and trust me every day, it feels like I'm living two separate lives. Like in the morning <laughs> I work on opera and at night <laughs> and then during the day I have this full-time, amazing, huge, overwhelming job. It's just, it's insane. Some days I'm like, oh my God, why did I, why did I do this to myself? But then I know it's like, I'm a passionate person and I, I know at the end of the day, I just want to be in the scene and like help others. And so, That's yeah. so cool. And And so what do you find the most challenging? I think the most challenging is that is juggling this the job that I have and love that pays the bills. And then also this other job that I've created for myself that I really hope one day could be my main source of income and turn, you know, what I'm super passionate about right now into, into something that like is even bigger than me. I mean, this is very much so a little passion project and I have, sometimes I have a hard time owning it and telling people about it and, being like, yeah, no, this is what I'm doing. And this jacks me up and wakes me up in the morning. It's me so excited. And I think there's a bit of a vulnerability there because I still don't know everything about this world. And me and my type A personality, I wish I did. Like, I wish I could own it as much as I own my full-time job. Cause I, I know that in and out, I've been doing it for 10 years, but this, I'm like small fish, huge pond just starting out like I hope everybody likes me <laughs> so what kind of um, personalities have you managed to connect to um, since you started yeah. the, uh, the the project so I've been interviewing um, 
mostly it's been female surfers or female entrepreneurs. So um, everyone from Laura Rubin, who is with Allswell, um, she's making incredible notebooks and leading these awesome writing workshops, which so totally speaks to me. Um, and it's funny, we go back, like we worked on the first surf magazine back in Montauk together. So that was co- like my life coming full circle. And I'm so happy I got reconnected with her. Um, and then I've interviewed June Lee, who's the um, founder of Air NYC, which is like this incredible beauty, unisex beauty line for both men and women that's eco-friendly and coral reef safe. Um, I've interviewed... Um, Anne, who's the founder of La Bamba NYC, she makes amazing sustainable wetsuits. Um, she is very much so small business just starting out too. So I've like really just been connected to a lot of women who are kind of accomplishing or trying to do the same thing as me, but in the surf scene, in the ocean conservation scene, doing something that's like, wow, this is impressive. Mm. I should I want to, I want to share their story. And the stories are always so cool. So cool. Like your story included. I, lo- I absolutely loved interviewing you. And it's just, it's so crazy to hear that like you fell in love with surfing and then like an accident put it on hold for a while, but then you rediscovered that passion. Like that's, that's so awesome to me. And like yeah. kudos to you for picking it back up. <laughs> Well, thanks. No, it's, it's it's brought me a long way since. It's amazing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. And um, what what's the inception of the idea of Apre Surf? What was the sort of the event or the something that triggered in your mind that went, ah, oh, I'm going to start a an Instagram blog uh, yeah. type sort of thing? <laughs> so I knew I knew I wanted to start something after I finished working at the Surf Magazine in Montauk, and I was like, oh, man, I need like. I really was on to something there, but like I, I need like a female leading platform. And then I started a magazine back in college. So that, that whole aspect of it has been running through my veins like forever. I just have a very entrepreneurial mindset. And so the wheels have been turning since 2016. I'm like, what can I do? Like, I don't really want to start a print magazine, been there, done that. And like, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if it's going to be sustainable and it costs money to even get your product out there. Um, and I was like, blog seems, it's like kind of the way I want to go, but really it's like, there's so many out there. There's so much noise. Like, how are you different? And then actually I attended an Instagram seminar led by Instagram and obviously it's the platform everybody's on. It's how I discovered all of my subjects and like, you know, I think it's brought our community so much closer together and made connecting incredibly easy. I mean, you're in France and I'm here. (laughs) It's just crazy. So they were saying how they led a fascinating seminar about the future of Instagram and the future of how people are going to consume it. And we've are, I've already seen some of these features that were, they were talking about roll out like Instagram TV and how their whole belief, which I think is right, is that Gen Z and everybody who's growing up now is not going to ever want to leave the platform Instagram. Like they want, that's where they're getting all their information. So Instagram and brands and companies are coming up with ways to keep them there. And so it was kind of a light bulb moment for me because I'm like, wow, um, that is the platform that I should be using to 
publish because it's where all the eyeballs are anyways. It's where all this community is connecting anyways. Um, so then the idea for the Instagram blog was born. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and, and do you fear that um, one day they're going to sort of make all these posts, um, they're going to sort of get revenue out of them and how you're going to get to reach your followers? Have, they, have, you, got, have you had any insight from Instagram about that? About that? Um, that's the tricky part. And I will say it's like they – they did keep some things very close to the chest in terms of algorithms and why you see certain posts on your feed as opposed to others. Um, so I didn't really get much insight about that, but I do know that like they are rolling out things that will help brands who like want to grow a following that they will get more and more exposure and like Instagram TV. And it's like basically as talented as you are with your posts, is how I feel like you'll get the most um, coverage on Instagram. So for a brand like me, I'm like, oh my God, I got to start like stepping up my video game and <laughs> all of that. Um, make sure my stories are incredible and amazing. It's a lot of pressure, but yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish they gave me like the secret sauce for how, cause it's hard. It's hard to get followers and like, I'm really against the paying for them like I don't think that's like so goes against my ethos and the whole reason why I started it so I'm way small right now (laughs) so incredibly small but I have faith it's like slow and steady I'm not I'm not like I'm not trying to put that much pressure on myself just yet (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true I mean um there's there is well definitely you know if anybody's trying to grow an Instagram uh, account just don't buy followers that's the no-no yes but, um, no. um but yeah and everything has to be built up sustainably um and mm. and it's and it has and it takes time so I think it's mm. really I'm really honored to have been on to to be on your on your, oh, on, your you. <laughs> on your Instagram account and be featured. that was really really cool thank you so much <laughs> so um so what do you love about your adventure with Après Surf so far I just I love the people it's connected me to I love the creative outlet it's given me. Um, that has just been so awesome and positive. Um, and just a whole new road that I can go down both personally and professionally to explore. Um, so, for instance, like this summer, I'm working with brands like Anve Swim, which is another um, small business entrepreneur. Her name is Heather. She lives in Hoboken. I live in Hoboken. And we connected through operate surf and now we're like planning a bunch of really fun stuff for this summer and it's just I feel like now especially now it's such a moment for women's surf communities to start in places where they don't exist um and here in New York and in New Jersey it's very much so like there's no one community that's combining us all so that's definitely on my short bucket list to like be like a founding sister of some type of community that just brings everybody in the area together. Um, so that's been a goal and yeah, it's just like just batting around these ideas that feel really good, like both personally and professionally to be like, yes, no, I I know for a fact, like this is, this is confirmation that I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. And, um, the fact that my message ties to something that's so much bigger than us, which mm-hmm. is, you know, protecting these incredible beaches and waves and surf breaks that we're all using and enjoying and loving. Like that to me, it feels like that's the 360, and that's 
me in a nutshell of who I am. So, um, <laughs> yes, that's been really exciting to find a way to like connect them all. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, even for me personally with the podcast, it's been amazing yeah. the actual sort of impact and to be able to connect with people from around the world and, and just to see this, to, to feel it in your bones and in your soul to sort of see this whole sort of thing, um, evolving. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It really is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so, so where, where, where would you like to take après surf? Sorry, I'm taking it, saying it with a French accent. Après yeah, surf. No, I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I wish I could say it with a French accent. Um, uh, the goal is to translate it into something that's a physical presence at some of our like greatest, most beloved beaches and surf breaks. Um, I think the goal that I have in my mind would be, I would love to have like a mobile van where it's, I could park it at the beach. I could, um, and it would be like a shoppable, like a fashion truck basically where it'd have a bunch of different sustainable brands right where you need them. Like, so you're getting your coral reef, safe sunscreen and you're getting your, you know, sustainably made bikini right where you need it. Um, but also using that as a space to educate people right exactly in the sand before the break and be like, Hey, like this is a place you love, like let's educate you. And you can walk in and out of the van and, and think about where you are instantly differently. And instead of leaving your trash there or, you know, not respecting the place that you're enjoying that day like it instantly could change your mindset so it's that's the hope that that's something that I could you know develop this into where it's and and the fact that it could be mobile so I could go to multiple different places is kind of like a grassroots (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant that's such a good idea because boutique <laughs> that's amazing that's a, that's a lovely idea you could even have loads of different bands sort of yeah. bobbing around yeah. the world in all sorts of different surf spots so that would be yeah. so cool really cute. be fun <laughs> <laughs> we, we're sort of arriving to the to the end of the interview i thought that maybe what we could do in homage of uh apres surf is to do the apres surf caption interview to you yeah so um okay so i'll start name Faye. okay uh age I am a 31. Professional title and career. (laughs) So I am a director at a major women's magazine and I am the founder of Opera Surf. Great. Uh, Hometown. Hometown is Katona, New York. Favorite beach or surf spot? So my favorite beach is Crescent Beach in Block Island, Rhode Island. It is my happy place. Every single time I go there, it's just, I feel completely and amazingly and comfortingly at home. Oh. And it's just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, you feel like a beach babe in? Ooh, I'd say, um, I'd say really great sunglasses. I think finding a pair of sunglasses that love and, and fit you perfectly and you could still see like out of them are not too dark. Like that is super important to me. Um, surf salt spray for my hair once I get out of the water. Otherwise it's insane. <laughs> um, and yeah, just a really well fitting bikini. I'm, 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 I lean more towards one pieces. I feel way more comfortable in them and I'm happy that they're like so in right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, that's when I feel most like a beach babe. But just <laughs> also minimal. I don't need that much. Just sunny salt spray and a good bathing suit. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, what you're frothing for at Prey Surf? Oh my God, definitely. Oh, I'd say a margarita with Casamigos on the rocks, no salt. Definitely just thirst quencher right away. And guacamole. I don't care if it's on tacos or, you know, it's just chips and guac, but there's something about avocado. I love avocados. I'm such a stickler for them. So, yeah, margarita and guac, and I'm happy. <laughs> and you, you give love to the oceans by? By featuring people on Opera Surf and giving sustainable tips on the blog so I can spread awareness to how important this is, um, how we should be incorporating you know, our love for the planet and absolutely every single day and in most things that we do. It's so incredibly easy once you just break it down into tangible tips. Um, so yeah, and just supporting people and brands who have that same mission. Um, I think that's how I do that in my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> and your good vibes for life motto. Mm. It, oh man, it used to be Everything happens for a reason, and I still, a part of me still definitely believes in that. Um, but then, I don't know. I think it's, it's it's it would be something along the lines of there's a there's a very serene happiness in putting things into perspective, and as long as you can do that, then um, then happiness is is not that far out of reach. That's lovely. So. That's lovely, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so I've got a few questions that I like to ask my guests at the end of the interview too, um, okay. which are just sentences, a bit like the caption interview. So it, the first one would be, I love. I love, I love the ocean. I miss. I miss, I miss. Mm, I miss playing in the sand without a care in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I was a much better surfer I wish I started when I was a kid man <laughs> that would have been ideal <laughs> and I want I want I want people to care I want people to care about the you know the resources that they're using in the planet that they live on way more than than they currently do yeah yeah absolutely I, I wish I wish to people would care as much as much yes, as well yeah. and so I guess the next steps are how to get hold of you how to connect with you um yes what what's what what's the different outlets totally so on Instagram it's opera surf co so it's opera underscore surf underscore co um there's also my website which is opera surf dot co not dot com and then um, my personal Instagram account is Baby 4 <laughs> so You can follow me on there. Uh, and yeah, um, I think those are the main three. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty visible. You can Google <laughs> me. You're very quick to find me. So, <laughs> but I love making new friends and new connections. So please feel free to reach out. Yeah. So, so um, any female server can sort of connect with you either on direct yeah. message or on the website and sort of say, Hey, I'd really be interested in being featured on your, on your blog. Absolutely. Like cat, if they want to be interviewed for a caption interview, if they want to 
do a fun collaboration. I'm always down to hear about news and stuff that other people are working on. So even if it's not an interview, I can cover it in a different way. Um, I always cover sustainable products and different events that are happening, um, especially in and around the New York tri-state area, but always open to national and international stuff that's going on too. So yeah, basically anything and everything. That's brilliant. Well, um, I guess I guess we're running to the end of this interview. How do you feel? I feel amazing. This is so much fun. <laughs> so you're a great interviewer. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Coming from you, it's a real honor. Thank yes, you. it's, a, it's a special skill, and you do it very well. <laughs> Actually, there was one thing I wanted to maybe before we leave, sort of just yeah. talk about because it's there are quite a lot of people who are just. I mean, print magazines. Um, in, in in some context are kind of dying but at the same time there are lots of people that are trying to develop um, quite a few print magazines and, and, and specialised magazines and I was just wondering if you had any advice to give them. Um, yes, yes and like I know especially in this space like See Together Mag and um, Surf Girl Mag and like there's so many amazing female-led print publications that are starting or have been around and like trust me I subscribe I sign up, but that speaks directly to me. I am their ideal target market. And um, I've said to them, and I'll say to everybody else that it is possible. And I think that that is basically going to be the future of print magazines because what we see with millennials and Gen Z is that they will buy into a certain thing that, like, they're obsessed with. So – if it is surfing culture and it's something that's narrowly focused as that, as opposed to a brand like huge generic women's title that's talking to absolutely everybody and has multiple, you know, areas and angles that it hits, that's harder now because you can get that on the internet. You can get that literally anywhere else. Whereas like these niche expertise publications that are devoted to one specific group I feel like our research has showed us that millennials and Gen Z will pay for that so it's it's definitely a very encouraging uh if you want to say like finding or data point that it's like yeah no people will spend money for that so I think I think that's what we're all seeing more of now and in a way that's almost better it's like then you feel like you're being personally spoken to but and that is a physical tangible thing that's it's, you know, enforcing your love for whatever that that hobby or passion is. So yeah. I say yeah. to those people who are fought, like going after it, I'm like, keep going. Yeah. You can do it. Like ignore the, what the haters say about the the rest of the industry. Like it's fine. <laughs> but th- there's also a, a, um, a problematic, which is basically finding the, finding the funding and the yeah. adver- uh, advertisers that want to back you. And yes. is there any advice there? Because lots of brands are thinking, right, digital 100% now because it's all digital. Um, yeah. How do you convince um, how do you convince advertisers to actually invest in a niche kind of magazine like that? Uh, I would I would kind of leave it the same. It's that. Um, the people who are willing to pay for the magazine are willing to like, clearly they have disposable income. Um, clearly they're willing to spend money in order to further that passion. So I think, um, leading with that argument, but also like there's so much noise in the digital space and advertising while effective. And especially when it's like targeted advertising and you mentioned 
you know, a, some brand of a surfboard one day and then the next day it's like hitting you in the face with Google ads. Like there's definitely something to that. And there's something happening that it's pretty wild, but at the same time, there's so much noise on digital. And I think that, um, the nostalgia and the, the need for a more mindful way to digest news and editorial is, is going to be the same reason why print magazines not only survive, but why advertising in print print magazines will still be, you know, a viable and really smart advertising choice because Mm -hmm. that you're, you're sitting down with, like you're, you're grabbing a coffee or pouring yourself a glass of wine and really just devouring that publication from end to end. And that, that marketing and advertising within that issue, like it still matters. And so I think, I think that's the way. That's that's really encouraging, actually. That's a really good (laughs) advice for anybody making magazines these days (laughs) to use that argument. That's, that's really, really helpful. And, um, Thank you ever so much, Faye, for oh, being Thank a great you. guest. Thank you. That's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you want to come back on the show, you're welcome yeah. to. Yeah, just sort of give us a give us an update in maybe a six months or a year's time. We'd love to know um, what's going on at Apple yes, 7. Yes. I love the way that you also sort of invite people to discover new places to visit and new like bars and cafes and all sorts of things mm-hmm. that go around the whole experience of surfing and it's not yeah. just the surf spot and whether right. the waves are a tubular right. or or not you right. know it's it's really yeah. really yeah. cool so thank you very much for for, well, for imagining you so that <laughs> thank you <laughs> well thanks Wayne. take care and um speak soon you too you too thank you all Have right thank you bye-bye <laughs> Well, that was a lovely conversation with Faye. I really love the way that despite her top status in a very influential position, she started her side hustle from scratch in such a modest way. Her Instagram blog is a joy to read and you will find all sorts of really cool tips for female surfers around the world. All the companies, magazines and events mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes of your podcasting app. So if you're curious also about which surfing magazine Faye worked for in Montauk, it's actually Whalebone. As Faye said in the episode, she would be stoked if you reached out to her and feature in Apres Surf. Please get hold of her and you can find her on the Apres Surf account at Apres underscore surf underscore co and on apresurf.co or you can send her an email to apresurfco at gmail.com. Just a bit of self-promo here. Uh, the Ocean Riders podcast is a weekly podcast and I'd be I'd really like to thank you all for being more and more every week. If you enjoy listening, I would also be really stoked if you could give me a few stars or a review on your podcast platform. You can also help by telling your friends, your family or any fellow surfers about this podcast. If you'd like to join me for an episode or if you know anyone who would like to share their story, please reach out to me on Instagram at the Ocean Riders Podcast or via email um, at hello at theoceanriderspodcast.com. And to get in touch with me, there's one link that paves the way to all the rest. It's linktr, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the Ocean Riders Podcast. 
Anyway, that's out of the way. And I would really like to thank Faye for being such a terrific guest. And thank you guys for listening. Until next episode, take care, have fun and enjoy the waves. Ciao.